hello, hello, hello. It is once again your girl Joy has questions coming to you live another Sunday. Determined to give you this show come rain, sleet, snow, um, sinus infection from all the crying I did for Grandma Aretha's funeral, all 25 hours of it. So I am super excited. I am currently in D.C., you guys, with one of my favorite people on the planet. Today's special guest, Amanda Coker. Amanda, say hello. Hi. Hey. Um, no, we are going to get into the specifics of what makes Amanda so bomb in this millennial space, why I think she's the bee's knees and why I think her story is something that everyone needs in terms of when you are really considering what you are willing to do to accomplish your goals and your dreams. But starting with you better know. So you all are going to laugh. I am a sucker for history as well as Disney movies. Y'all know that. So over the weekend, this long weekend, I was watching Secretariat, which long story short is about the triple crown winner from 19, <laughs> don't you laugh at me, from 1973. Now, this is not about the horse, but what I kept noticing is how in this movie full of white people, there was one black person whose name was Eddie. Now, this movie is based on real life events about how this horse did accomplish something that hadn't been done since 1948, which was to win the Kentucky Derby, the Belmont, and the Preakness. And then he won the Belmont by like 31 lengths, which has never been repeated since. But what stood out to me was like, who is this Black man? So in doing research, his name was Eddie Sweat. He was born August 29th, 1939. And he basically was the American groom in thoroughbred horse racing, as well as the main groomer for Secretariat. So basically, this man was responsible for the day-to-day -day activities making, and that was a huge responsibility, because in 1972, when Secretariat was made the horse of the year based on the, the thoroughbred horsing uh, industry, he was worth $7 million as a two-year-old. Can you imagine if you had fucked up and messed up and gave him the wrong feed, and now he gets sick or dies on your watch? They'd have flipped their shit on him. So he was responsible for the day-to-day -day health and overall grooming and, and taking care of the horse. But then he also got a 1% of all of Secretariat's wins. Now, we're going to get to that later because I'm already like, up. Oh, he should have gotten more money. He basically was born in Holy Hill or Holly Hill, South Carolina. He was one out of nine children of a sharecropper. So it was also there that the future uh, Racing Hall of Famer slash trainer Lucien Loren he managed a thoroughbred farm that basically he had Eddie come work on because Eddie loved horses so much that he just constantly got caught standing out there looking at the horses. And then it even got to a point where he would miss school just to be out there and look at them. So Lucian brought him in and basically in 1957 was like, hey, come work for me and you'll get a small fixed salary plus 1% of all the horses earnings. Now in 1958, he was responsible for the American champion. And then in 1956, he got his first win with American Classic, or basically when Amber Roy captured the Belmont Stakes. So he's making like pretty decent money, even though I definitely feel he should have been making more. Like if I'm dealing with the day-to-day -day and truly taking care of this horse, I'm only making 1%. Now, don't get me wrong. 1% of the pot for the Kentucky Derby, the Belmont, and the Preakness is not chump change, but it still is nowhere near what everybody else was making, especially saying how in the horsing field, you could get breeding rights. Basically, this man was featured on the covers of both Ebony and Jet. 
And then also he was the first groom to ever have groomed Kentucky Derby winners two years in a row with Reva Ridge in 1972 and Secretariat in 1973. So following Lucian's retirement, Sweat continued to work for his son, Roger. And then in 1984, he got media attention with the horse Chiefs Crown because that horse won the Breeders' Cup and was voted the American champion two-year-old colt just as Secretariat had been. So basically, this was a man who came from super humble beginnings, got into an industry that originally, little as or quite as it's kept, horse racing was originally done with rich white men getting black jockeys to race horses because it was too, like, you know, risky. But then over time, when they were just like, mm, we want to do this too, then they started to phase out African-Americans or people of the African diaspora. So this was an industry that historically you did see black people and then you didn't. So he was in it at the time where there was like basically no one doing this anymore. But he not only had, you know, just a natural love of animals, but he also had an intuition that could not be matched. He deserved way more than 1%. So fuck the Lucian family and the Chinnery family. Y'all ain't getting away with this. Just wanted to say that to say from watching a random Disney movie, I got my life and also was able to find out about another ancestor who's doing bomb ass things or did something amazing. So congratulations, Papa Sweat, and I hope you're in heaven running with all the horses and getting your life. Now that we've been inspired, let's go to the trash that is so according to IG. So me and Amanda, y'all, were in the car as uh, Aretha hours one through, you know, 2000 was taking place. And as much as we joke, like, let's be real. Y'all knew damn well her funeral wasn't going to be 45 minutes and a, a quick repast. I think Whitney's was actually shorter. Like, even with Tyler's benediction, it was it was really shorter. I, and let me just say this. I still watch Tyler Perry. For your daily inspiration. Oh, there's sometimes I watch that. I'm just like, I don't need church. I saw that. Like... I think Whitney was walking with, I'm like, Tyler, Medea, where's the wig? Sorry. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so everyone has been talking about several points of the funeral. Um, I just also would like to point out that finally someone has shoes in their funeral, which I always said I wanted, but people always made fun of me. So red, but okay, so she had several outfit changes. I only saw the gold. Oh, bitch. She had a rose gold, then a gold gold. And the first oh, one was yeah. that fire red. You ain't seen the fire red? No. I showed you with the red pumps. Let me tell you something. Mama walked into heaven. Like, I'm in the VIP section. You can just go ahead and make my table, baby. Like, And this is what she wanted when she died? So, yes. like, she planned all of this out. Didn't leave a will, but less specific <laughs> instructions. <laughs> For how she wanted to look when she died. And let's keep it real. Detroit or Michigan law just splits everything evenly amongst the kids anyway. Oh. So maybe that's another reason why she was just like, they'll be fine. But about this beat. And then I saw the picture of Bill Clinton looking at her again. She changed makeup. I'm like, she had a personal like makeup artist. I'm like, ain't no max factor on this face, bitch. It is smooth, Pat McGill. Okay? Like, Pat McGrath is doing this beat. You can keep your Fenty Beauty. I'm going to the profession now. <laughs> she was here for it. So, okay, now that we've done with the Kiki, how did we... <laughs> there was so much shade, but 
how do we feel about the bishop, the controversy yeah. that's actually come from that? The bishop, who on two occasions just did something crazy. Number one, made the joke about Ariana Grande. Yeah. And how he thought she was somebody from a Taco Bell order. What, what were your initial? Like, what did you, what, I just want to know, what did you think when you were just like, nigga, what? Like, when you heard that? <laughs> I was like, is he trying to make a joke? Or, like, really, what was the point behind it? Is he nervous? Like, is not not justified. No, by not racial <laughs> any sort, right? But I'm just saying, like, I didn't understand it. You know how we, I don't know. Did you know how old people try to be funny? And it's like, I don't know. I mean, that's... I got an uncle and aunt. I love them dearly, but they still say like Orientals, in the Ori- <laughs> and it's just like no matter how much I try and bring them into the 21st century, like Uncle George, you can't say that anymore. It is Chinese American or whatever their ethnicity is. They're forever going to say that. So I do think if a white person would have said that, we would have raised him at the stake. Like he wouldn't have made it out that church alive. Like. And it was that, it wasn't even too many. You already saw Louis Farrakhan being shady. Because when Faith Hill went up there to sing, this Negro started reading the program. I'm like, sir, you were on the front pew. You are looking, everyone is seeing you doing this. And started smiling when she was messing up. So I'm just like, if it's a white person, and rightfully so, we definitely should hold you know, them to the accountability of the bullshit that they do. But also, I looked at it as a thing of like, I do not believe that black people can be racist because we do not hold any power yeah. structure, but we most definitely can be prejudiced and stereotypical. Yeah. I mean, I remember one time I was at a friend's house <laughs> and it was like a little get together and our mutual friend was there and she was Colombian, but the, the family member was like, hey, white girl. So it was just like there's no like um care or accountability of like this is a whole different like ethnic background besides like Anglo Saxon or whatever. But right. it's like you look white, so that's and you look like Taco Bell. So that's what I'm saying. I'm like, first off, bitch, I don't look like a chalupa. Like you don't liken <laughs> me to a food restaurant. Like that was the thing for me. And then secondly, I don't care. Okay. The second point of it was that was wrong, right? Yeah. But then you also have to think of him, like, just hourly and fully groping her on national television. Like, this was streamed on a worldwide platform. You had the fucking guard of the queen doing respect outside Buckingham Palace. Like, this was not a joke, you know? This She truly, in her own right, got a better funeral service that I've even seen of certain, like, dignitaries. Like, Mm -hmm. and I know Obama was just like, God damn it, they're the same day. We can't even split it up. Like, but that's the thing, when I looked at it too, for everyone who was saying like, oh, well, she shouldn't have worn what she wore, you are literally verbalizing. There's another controversy happening because another um, pastor basically was just like, oh, well, you know, the nature of men, she shouldn't have worn what she wore. And I'm just like, this is the problem that I have with, like, is church Jesus holding you back? Because yeah. what I find in church is that we will make any excuse at time, and I'm not making a homogenous statement. But I find in a lot of black churches, we make excuses for predatory behavior and still want to put it on women in terms of what they do. Because why does it matter? Why does what I wear dictate the amount of respect that I get from another human being, right? Not even a man. Right. 
And my thing is this, my problem with Ariana, look, if you take it out of church, yeah. she looks bomb as fuck in a dress. Her legs are toned as hell, had a nice little tan <laughs> going. You know, you clearly could tell she had all her waxing and bronzing done before that day. So that wasn't the problem for me. My The dress was gorgeous. I looked at it from a decorum standard, like, Bitch, just because it's in black, you ain't coming. It's, it's a funeral. Like, so I just looked at it, like, in that perspective. Like, girl, where was luxury law? Like, who, <laughs> who misguided you in this moment? So that was more so my thing. I didn't give a fuck about, oh, she deserved it. She did not deserve to get groped. And if anything, I like how she shot him that look of, like, oh, we going to talk after this. Yeah. Because you would have lost your goddamn mind. But messing with the queens, go, she ain't got time for this. Like, she is just trying to go and chill and get some, you know, margaritas with Nippy. Like, nah, bro. Along with a chalupa. Like, no. <laughs> I don't think Aretha Franklin would even know what that was. No. She takes, like, all the fat back. Yeah, true. She's <laughs> like, like <laughs> exactly. She's like, I don't, I don't do this. <laughs> Y'all better give me a regular sandwich, like you got some common sense. Um, so there was that, but overall, from the means, and it's not nothing to make fun of. I have gotten my life looking at the service. Yeah. Shaka Khan fell the fuck out on the hot, uh, hotel bed. Her being like, "Lord, let me go." Like y'all ain't got to do ten hours. It was six hours in, and they had just gotten to the eulogy. Wow. And you know, for an event that big, they did not let people take snacks in. Exactly. And, you know, let me tell you something. That whole McCain's funeral, the whole row had like dosy dos. You could tell they were passing double stuffed Oreos. Like, that was not a trail mix type of thing. You need carbs for that. Like, and you could tell shit. like, they are real friends because he did it like underhanded. Oh, like, no. He, he gave it like, he, like, he, he did exactly. <laughs> Like when the rich uncle and auntie leave it and they just like, I know times are hard and the family is trash, but if you need anything, you call me, okay? Auntie's going to be out of town next week in Vegas, but afterward, you call me, we'll talk, I'll take you to lunch. Like, that shit was hilarious. And then you saw Barack looking over like, nigga, where's mine? Like, that was too funny. You can tell, like, even though they have different um, political views yeah. that they still care, you know, or at least are friends. Like yeah. they're on the same level. They're a bunch of multi-millionaire politicians. So, retired, yeah. ret- right, retired, respected. We live in a world where I really want Bush back. Like I never thought I would ever have to be in a position to be like, even on his worst day. I saw a video of this man walking into a wall. Like he walked into a wall, hall, hall, and stood there and froze in front of the Chinese national press and just started smiling awkwardly. I would take that level of stupidity. Like, when I tell you, I'd be like, if someone don't get me out this goddamn room, you see all these people here. stupidity that, like, causes violence or disruption or, like... Versus the evil stupidity. Yeah, like, like I, I'm literally... Like, we're experiencing a presidency to understand what it's like to have Mojo Jojo in office. Falcon with <laughs> uglier outfits. Like, at least Mojo Jojo had a matching hat, had, like, yeah, had the turban. Oh, no. Oh, oh snap. I'm thinking of the Carhartt girl. 
Futurama joke. Oh, love <laughs> <laughs> that by the way. But yeah. So in terms of both those events, like, I mean, I know it wasn't like a party, but definitely people were like, man, Aretha Franklin funeral still busting out here at 10 p.m. Come through. I saw people saying that, like, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> My friends are trash. So, and I know we rode halfway to our, you know, friends vacation, yeah. listening to a bunch of Aretha. I'm like, tell it. So that was fun. <laughs> it did. It really did. <laughs> We know we ride it on the freeway. <laughs> in a Hyundai, a lot of right? It did. But um, last but not least, there, I don't know if this young man was a SoundCloud rapper or if, don't, it's, all jokes aside, I can't even laugh when I hear this because I'm always just like, will somebody please contact Rihanna or someone who's really been through this to take this poor baby's hand? Like Fantasia or give me the, or, or Rashida, somebody. Fantasia definitely went through uh, physical domestic violence. Yes. You never saw her. Okay. You're petty. <laughs> you never saw her Lifetime movie? That's before she learned how to read because they didn't cover that in the movie. But what they did covers how she, like, okay, well, anyhow. I'm going to go. <laughs> I realized how bad this just went downhill. His name is NBA Young Boy. Young Bay Young. I do. But then I'm like, he's not Sean Paul affiliated. <laughs> not reggae artist. Young Blood. <laughs> like, anyhow, we are all upset. The point is. His mama did an IG live, and I understand that Noya or New Orleans is a very gutter roll. Yeah, it's a very raw environment. Like the hot boys told us years ago, like it is not no place for the faint of heart. And I love the culture, but when I tell you this woman, young NBA didn't have a chance. He's 18 years old with five kids. Rank them. Is she worse than Black China's mom? She makes Black China's mama. She makes Black China's like. Let's put it this way: <laughs> if they're friends, Tokyo is definitely going. Okay, bitch. Like even that was a little much. <laughs> and Black China Mama has said some crazy shit. Like she really has. But um, I'm going home to Chicago. Sorry, sorry. I don't. I don't know that. Now. I personally looked at this video and my heart broke so a couple of weeks ago on shade room his apparently he had this i don't even know an nba song me either but he had his ex-girlfriend not he had her but she was just randomly on her ig page talking about how she wanted to kill herself she felt like nobody's on her side she felt like you know no one cared about her that sort of thing yeah. then it made me go down the rabbit hole of being like well who are these kids I saw a video then surface of him dragging the fuck out of her down a hotel hallway, beating the fuck out of her, like forcing her back in the room. Clear domestic violence. Last week, apparently, there's a video with her with a black guy that she was trying to explain. It's literally like watching that that badly scripted version of, of Law and Order, the fake Rihanna and Chris Brown episode that they tried to do, where no matter what Benson and Saber said, that girl kept going back to him, and then he killed her and left her on the boat. Oh, God. Yeah, it was like, see, Rihanna, what'll happen if you stay? And it was just, but I look at it like, shit, y'all got the wrong couple. It's this nigga right here that's about to kill her. He 
his mom basically did the IG. We didn't even got to the main point of it. So the mom did the IG live. There's been a rumor circulating that he has her feet. So the mama literally came out and was like, so the fuck what if you got it? Oh, my God. And guess what? Even if he did, you can't motherfucking heal him. You can't. And I'm sitting there like, that's, that's traumatized. Like, your son has an incurable STD. Then come to find out, the girlfriend got it. The ex-girl, the, wait, no, back up. The pregnant ex-girlfriend also has it because She's like, you ain't got to be worried about what's in my son's motherfucking blood. And so the girl, Janaya, Jania, whatever the girl's name is, gets on Facebook or IG Live and it's just like, and the same thing, like, there's no shame in it. That doesn't mean that affects your life every day. Okay. And the same thing that's in his blood is the same thing that's in mine. So she has it as, I think this, is, this show, like, with the mom doing that, like, what Michelle said, like, we raise our daughters but love our sons. So it's like there's no accountability around him. Like you could do whatever, foolishness, and it's okay. I'm gonna explain it out, or explain, or, or give a reason to it for you. I don't. Versus like, no, nah, this is fucked up. I'm not making a video. I'm just talking to him privately. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Or there's just been so many levels in which I'm like, can child services be called for an 18 year old? Like. And I'm not even saying that to be funny. I want him and her away from, I want both of these kids to be taken out of the environment that they're in. Because first off, an 18-year-old with five children, I can't even imagine trying to process having a child. I'm damn near 30. I'm just like, oh, baby, no. 18 with five, you'd have found my ass sitting in the corner with sugar babies around my ankle, ODN. Like, there's no way I could have survived something like that. So I don't even understand. How can you be him? Him, him, him. I don't understand how you can even process, still trying to figure out who you are, but also who you are to five other human beings. Yeah. With a son named Draco. And I ain't talking about Malfoy. He named his son after a gun. One of his sons is named, I'm pretty sure the other one is named MR, Cake, whatever. Maybe another one is named Clipper. I don't know. But it's just like, what is going the fuck on? My cousin said something really interesting. Like, hip hop has, yes, always been like violent, but at least before it was people dealing with what's in their element. This whole gun bait, do you feel like these niggas like really be beating their girls more than before? I do think so. Or let's, I think now with the rise of social media now, it's, it's just come more like in front of our face, like more evidence, uh, like the rest of the world. So it's literally like that thing, ooh, what's the thing? What's done in the dark coming to light. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so, at least for me, so shocking. Because like, I've never heard of these type of stories before. Like, yes, we had the rumors of Big Con and Biggie oh, and true. all that. I forgot about it. I but saw I that. Like it feels more like, isolated incidents. Now I feel like, damn, everybody, it was um, extension too, right? Oh, like, true, yeah. So it's like, oh, wow, well, I don't know. Is it because of the drugs, the lean? Like, I don't know. That's I think also, like, there is a lot of, like, rage or suppressed rage that these young yeah. people have, yeah. you know, the environment that they're in, the lack of guidance, and they are literally destroying themselves. But when I tell you, like, I could not but. We out here glorifying having herpes. Yeah. I can. I had a normal cold sore. 
just like I or rather I thought I had one I didn't realize I had cut my lip and so you know like when you cut your lip it does that weird like crust over cut thing when I tell you I was you know I'm a hypochondriac I was sitting there on WebMD like I have two months I was literally sending videos to my best friend going, what's wrong with my face? Like, it was insane. I cannot imagine trying to normalize having herpes. I don't even care if it's a curable STD. Usher got herpes. You ain't her shit. Usher. Let it burn. Oh, that let it burn. Sorry, no. That's not how we're going to. No, I didn't mean that. I did not mean that. I did not think about that. I'm thinking about the boondocks and Tom being in the street. Singing for his white woman to come back. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. Shut up. <laughs> we are ending this. And also, let me say to any potential sponsors, I am not <laughs> celebrating nor making light hey, of STD. <laughs> right. Or STI. Oh, God. Now I got Kavasia and kind of like. <laughs> People going to be like. <laughs> Okay, that's a commercial that will never happen. Get it together. Well, 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 look who decided to finally bring herself to Chicago. Summer is here, guys. Mother Nature finally decided to let all of us see sunlight, and I am here for it. So best believe I'm going to be at somebody's kickback all June, July, August, and possibly a little bit of September. You know that first month always be popping with some Cavassier VSOP, the only drink that is worth drinking for summertime to get it in. I hope you're doing the same, and let's get it back with Joy Has Questions. All righty, so moving to my favorite part. This is, this is really having a special place in my heart for this year. Can I just say, though, like, this is really, like, I'm really honored that you're having me on <laughs> this episode because I was when you originally started your podcast I was like yeah that'd be dope if like I could be on it and yeah. I didn't know how what when where but yeah oh, I already have one of the youth brought out in Cuba I'm like yes Jenny <laughs> but leave it to joy to come up with the question oh, thank you thank you sis we've had like the best weekend I'm like oh memory <laughs> okay she didn't pay me to say that I didn't with what money they didn't fuck up my rent <laughs> Okay, moving right along with, so I have a question. Yes, after all the jokes have been made, I have one of my best friends in the whole wide world. If I ever am cursed with kids, I, I won't say that, what? but <laughs> future godmother to one of my kids, bridesmaids, all of that good things. She's going to teach them about, you know, moisturization and self-help books that she has strewn all across the house. Um but no, she is one of my favorite people on the planet. What, like, everyone always tells me how strong I am. I truly, I do not know anyone that is as strong as Amanda Valerie Coger. Like, love her to life. So I definitely wanted to have her on the show because three years ago, she made a transition that I just thought, I didn't think it was nuts, but I was just like, girl, what rich Potomac man is about to do? <laughs> we ain't got no going. Okay, over the river, through the woods. <laughs> to Ballish House we go. <laughs> but yes, first and foremost, with you working so closely within the community, helping the disenfranchised get housing, um, how did number one you keep yourself from being one of those disenfranchised people <laughs> when you got here? Um, because I really think that's important. A lot of people, you know, have these dreams and goals and ambitions, but are scared to leave yeah. everything that they've ever known. So, what was the situation that like caused you to be like, I need to change the scenery 
and how did you like you know set yourself up mentally and then prepping to actually move yeah uh good question so the honest answer is my di- my dad died from lung cancer in 2014 and he passed away in the home so going through that journey with him of like the chemo radiation like all this stuff and then seeing him pass it was just like man you really have to go out and accomplish these goals and dreams that you have for yourself because life is short. Right? So I already knew that I wanted to relocate while he was alive, but we were close. Like my dad was beyond the homie, right? So I knew I would never leave like with him still being alive. So once he passed, yeah, like I said earlier, it was just like, this is time. Like that was the real prompt. Um, yeah. So then I, I made a list, like I wrote it down, like power and like the spoken tongue, but also power and like the written word right so it was just I listed all these cities I did a top five and it's funny because I saw that same list in my one of my old journals so I was like wow life really does come full circle she journals y'all <laughs> you self-care like the, it's beyond no chips <laughs> and waxing we try to tell you <laughs> I mean that's my thing right protect our peace so yeah Girl. journaling is real uh, but yeah, I had this in Houston, I lived in DC. I knew I asked myself like what did I want from the next city that I went to? I knew I wanted to be around black people. I knew uh at the time I didn't drive, so I knew I couldn't go really to the south, so like in Houston or Atlanta or whatever. But I also knew I wanted to work in nonprofit. I had to do some community service stuff back in Chicago and that was just really where my heart was at. So I was like, Okay, but DC is hitting on like all of those factors. So let me just go there. Um I visited and I loved it. Like it was like, dang, DC is bomb. Like this bro, you got all these free new deals. <laughs> it's like thirty dollars now for the art institute, right? I've like never been. Okay, cause it costs. <laughs> Wednesdays are free, and I got a job, so not how that works. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like, man, these. This is a dope city. But then you know, like a couple of months later, I was like. I have to go back because sometimes like we like stuff just because it's new and not necessarily because it's for us. So yeah, I visited the city again and it was still that same like feeling. And even though I, I tried to look at it through the eyes of like, can I be a resident here? I mean, more in the, the neighborhoods. So I live in Columbia Heights, which is the area that people who I knew back in Chicago had like work, who had worked in DC or like visited. They were like, get into Columbia Heights, it's up and coming. Yada, yada. So I came up here to also see the apartment. And yeah, it was just, it was bomb. So I was like, okay, cool. Like this, this is it. But I knew this was, I knew this was the place for me because I had a piece about it. Like mm. people around me literally would ask like, Amanda, you don't know anybody out there. What if you need sugar? I was like, I don't know. Like, I, <laughs> And that's fine. I don't need to know. I am, I suffer with like, and you know, anxious thoughts and just mm. like overthinking. So me having a piece on this, that's how I knew it was, that was it. Woo, look at Christ being like, no, sweetie, I will put you in a land of wash and go and Cantu deep conditioner and you will flourish. Woo, around in that corner, lube my body. <laughs> Forever ingrained in our friendship. Y'all will never know. <laughs> Y'all will never know, my love. <laughs> She better text that hell no. <laughs> but no. Um, so from there, you moved, you dived in. What were some of the, you know, misconceptions, basically? Because, like, you came in and you were loving it. You had this piece. When did you need that piece 
still when you were just like, okay, I have got into some bullshit. <laughs> Joy has been listening to a lot of these conversations along with my other friends. Like, so DC is great, right? Like, I hear that question all the time. That's why she's left. Right. Question all the time. You know, how do you like the area? Yada, yada, yada. DC is great for those who are coming in with the objective of getting as much money as you can and then getting out. I like, building up my career profile and um, yeah, it's, it's great for that, for networking and for all those things. Um, on the other side, so, um, if you are a person that puts more stock into like developing genuine relationships and, you know, whether that's dating or just what's that <laughs> dating is that's what they tell you in a date. Like who this? Like that's, yeah. D- dating. Okay, so it's two syllables. Do you spell it? <laughs> no, okay. I don't know what that bitch looks like. <laughs> no, 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 like Mariah. I don't know her. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> Literally, like, if you don't get your head on my titty. Like, <laughs> okay. So, yes, when you're trying to really connect with people. Yeah, exactly. Outside of like that LinkedIn profile, like, DC. <laughs> Like, the culture just doesn't support that. It's really transient out here. People are out here shit maybe max three years. It's like either for internship, for school, True. like, and then it's out. So it's because they don't know what they want to be. I don't think they... Um, the staff and staff. Yeah. Yeah. Wants to, you know, go beyond a really quick relationship. So that has been really hard because, you know, Chicago being the big city, it's still like a Midwestern city. Social values. Social values. <laughs> like one thing you can even ask Vicky or whatever. We just talking about this. When you come here, everybody wants to go out. It's like, yeah, let's go out for brunch, let's go out for happy hour, which is cool. There's so many um places that DC offers. But I feel like in Chicago it's like, nah, bro, just come to the house, bring a bottle, like we here, are we chilling and Or the like, lakefront. And I think it's because like that's a level of intimacy to come into someone's home. And I don't, yeah, I don't know DC people. Nah, bro. Not to be like, I'm No, no, no. It's, it's, and completely get that. Like, there's the good and then there's the bad. And I yeah. think also it's just <laughs> when you're just over the river and through the woods, duh, we're dating <laughs> niggas. Like, it really just gets to a space of like, whoo, child of ghetto. <laughs> you yeah. really just, you're done. <laughs> That's another thing, too, because career is so big here. You go on a date and people, God, or women, whoever you prefer. <laughs> same sex, prefer. same problems, <laughs> bitches. I prefer <laughs> men. But, yeah, they read you off their resume. Like, I am CEO of so-and-so. I've been there for five years. I have saved them. <laughs> you know what like you should do? Years. I'm like, bro. Oh, a girl told me. She's like, this is how you get around now. Just say you work at Wendy's. So, then it's like, you don't care about my job. Now you only are left my personality. To who to engage with, so let's see what they can do with that. So I don't know, I might try that. But. I ain't never saying I work at Wendy's, so maybe, <laughs> maybe I Shout sell like Starbucks employees. You want to talk about somebody God, who is who has sponsored my life? <laughs> Let me tell you something. When she was getting ready to leave, and it hit me, I had had free Starbucks for two <laughs> seven hundred and twenty days. I had a free coffee. 
at some point during the day, I knew I could roll up in if she was at like Oak and Wells or if she was like at the one off of Adam. I knew I was getting like a free chocolate frap. I, the first day I had to pay at Starbucks, I really wanted to kill myself. I'm like, five dollars? That's like a Great Depression rate is this? I'm like, like, can I get a kitty cup? <laughs> right? Wait, this is what we doing, Frank? Okay. But no, so in terms of that then, Working in nonprofit, how do you find, and also with the anxiety and the self-care, how do you balance the fact that, like, you deal with a lot of heavy subject um, matter, a lot of people that you deal with aren't, and, you know, they aren't, you know, the the LinkedIn successful. I'm just rattling off, you know, my wins. They're more so rattling off losses. Like, how do you keep that from, like, swallowing you up, or how do you still find the joy in your work? It ends in five. Like, that's, like, that's where it is. My job? <laughs> no, for real, like just putting boundaries around that, and you know, take you through a lot of trainings, and I, you go through all the trainings, but also realizing that like I can't save everyone, even and to be real, like even outside of stats, it's like I'm seeing it. Like most of the people that uh, we're serving are African Americans, right? So that makes the fight even more heavy because it's like these are my people, like some of them shit look like my dad, but it's just like. I can't, like, I can't bring everybody there and just realizing, like, I have an end, and if I go beyond that, it's, it's not going to be good, so I'm not willing to sacrifice myself for a job, but I feel like everybody feels like that. Gotcha, yeah, I'm not dying over tech. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go, yeah. Um, but last but not least, the last question, with the transition of you coming to D.C., forsaking mild sauce for mumbo sauce, which is trash. <laughs> Yes, I said it. And everything in terms of Josh, like, where do you see yourself going within the next couple of years? I know you want to be Claire Huskable. I know it. We know it. So where do you see yourself? Right. So where do you see yourself? And then also, do you see yourself, do you see yourself being one of those transient people to be like, bye, DC, it's been cool, bitches. Yeah, you know, I definitely don't see DC as my forever home. Um, Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's just not that. I think I need like now I'm okay with the idea of like being on farm, like that. Like it's something away from the city. Still have access to the city. Let's call it a turnpike. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, I just don't see that. And future-wise, you know, sky's the limit, right? I really envision myself like with a master's degree, and I really want to get into consulting. So, however that looks, that's what I'm trying to get into now. Uh, all of it is not developed and thought out, and I don't have all the answers, but I get just like when I moved here, I didn't have all the answers. I didn't know how it was going to look one week, one month out, and now it's been three years. So, yeah. Just taking it as it goes. Yeah, being in the moment. Yeah. <sighs> so happy for you. So proud. Like, super excited to have had you to be willing to come onto the show to share your truth. Um, I do also think that we will need to start to slowly um, over time develop a plan of action for Mary J. Blige because we do have a friend that definitely we're going to have to keep on the the call list. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you something. Like when she drops... I am wherever I am in the world. I'm gonna have to be like, I'm on my way. Just stay where you are. <laughs> like, we gotta have to carry him out. We're like James Brown with the rope. <laughs> and he's there and I'm like, we got you. It's, and I bet you he has it. Oh my God. I'm sure.
you bury me with my uh my life tank and you put me in <laughs> it's my Chris okay and my Gucci slides okay <laughs> And my goyard satchel, and you let me go. No, um, all jokes aside, it has been one of the biggest thrills. I interview a lot of dope ass people, yeah, but yeah, yeah. to know you inside and out, and vice versa, I am super, super happy to have this moment. One of my best friends in the whole wide world, the Buzz Lightyear to my Woody. So, what to your Woody? Yes, you never saw Toy Story. Don't ruin the moment, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you never saw Toy Story. Well, his name was Woody, not Alan. Like, are you talking about the crazy man? We're done. Anyhow. Oh, I get what that meant. Okay, the buzz. Okay, no, scratch that. Let's make that. I just heard it. I just heard it. I do want to say, though, like, this last word, like, for all you guys out there who really, like, have something that you've been sitting on, that you've been wanting to do. I know Joy says it because she has an inspirational word in her first <laughs> episodes, but truly, like, get out there and just do it. Like, don't think about the why or the man or whatever these open-ended questions are. Like, if it's you, if this is what you really want to do, it will work out. And if it doesn't, you can restart. It's, it's really fun. And on that note, take the wig off like Aretha and twirl it around your head. <laughs> Wrapping up with my motivational message today, this weekend has been so full circle, not necessarily for me, like it wasn't a circle at all. If anything, it was like a line of segment. But in looking at how this weekend came to be, um, I had the opportunity, me, my best friend Amanda, we went to go see my cousin LeVar. And they're not just like my cousin, he is like favorite fa- family member, like Love him, love him, love him. But the thing is, we went to go visit him at his home that he built with his fiance, a bomb ass black woman. I'm doing really amazing things in the HR sector. And what I saw that was just so inspirational is how when you really put the work in and when you really put the effort in, how God will reward you. There's very few people that I admire. And I don't say this to be cocky or like, I think I'm the shit. It's just because there's very few people that I truly have seen their story and understood like what it is that they had to sacrifice and go through. Um, This young man did not come from a two parent household. Our grandmother at one point um, raised him. He then, you know, grew up with his mom, you know, his later in life, went to college without any support. Like he always has been the marker for me in terms of how I wanted to be successful or what I measured success was. Because the thing I always looked at it as, if LeVar could do it, then I could do it. And so to to go to his home, this beautiful home, and I was like, oh, man, if you was in Chicago, that would be amazing. We had parties every weekend. I'd have your shit flipped into an Airbnb. You wouldn't know about it. <laughs> I'll just decide. But to go to his home and to see the results of all that hard work that he put in with no support that he did on his own with nothing but him and God's favor and blessings. And the times when he did get knocked down, but then kept going at it to be one of the top people in his field. If anything, it really just honed into me. And if there's anything that I can give to you all, it's the fact that just because it is a slower success, it is not that instant shit, does not mean that your success is not coming. And it does not mean that it will not be 
beautiful and that when you finally get that day of rest that it will not be well deserved I don't know nobody that deserves to have what my cousin has because he has had so little and worked so hard you know and even if you were to take away the home and the refrigerator that talks back in the microwave with feelings and I say that because the chick has sensors and no but it was weird y'all I'm like who needs this but even if you take away all these dumbass material things like the fact that he has a woman that through and through saw him saw how amazing he was and really helped him like he said to be a better person and so for everyone to see what I have always seen him to be that better person that is what I think is amazing when you put the effort in what the reward will be even if it is thousands upon thousands of dollars in interior decorating I'm sitting here going back to my MBS like literally came back to the apartment like huh just it doesn't feel the same (laughs) it just really gives me something to aspire to and something to really really um sink my teeth in because like I always said if my cousin LeVar can do it then I could do it and if I can do it then I damn sure know that everyone listening you can achieve that type of success as well so I want everyone to have a bomb ass week except 45 I hope he swallows nails um I really think now that John McCain's in heaven like, it's just going to be raining. Like, one cloud is just going to be over him. Everybody else going to have sunshine. Or, like, his socks going to keep falling down, and he won't know why. Or he's going to keep tripping, like, over flat land. Like, just weird shit's going to be happening. And McCain's going to be up there, like, every time he says some shit to me, this is for that. So, all jokes aside, I want everyone to have an amazing week. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. Remember, slow effort will lead to slow success, but it's still a success at the end of the day. And I will holler at you guys next week. Bye.